Welcome to By the Fiberside, a knitting and spinning podcast from somewhere in the western half of Canada. Episode 84 Home Stretch. almost made it, both to the wedding and to the end of my sister's new mittens. I suppose it's fitting that both projects are coming down to the wire at the same time, especially considering that they both seem to be following kind of the same path. The mittens have gone mostly well, if a little slowly. There is one drop stitch on the left I need to secure, as well as some holes around the thumb pickup to tighten. The right mitten went equally smoothly, at least until I reached the shaping at the top. Then I hit some kind of block, either brain or time, and for whatever reason it just became hard to sit down and work on it. Every time I sat on the couch at home, I would look at the project bag and just couldn't seem to find the motivation to finish it up. Finally, I made myself do it, which didn't actually take all that long, and then started the saddle closure at the top. When I got to the end of that, I noticed I'd messed up halfway through, purling instead of knitting, so there was a three-row stockinette section in the middle of garter stitch. I tried dropping the stitches down and picking them back up, but success in that eluded me. Instead, I dropped the whole saddle, re-knit the last pattern row, and did it again. Now the mitten is successfully closed at the top, and while there is a missing linen stitch in the top corner of the palm side due to another drop stitch that I discovered in time, it looks fine and is secure. I'm a few rows into the thumb, where there are no large holes in the pickup for me to tighten this time, and I have two days to complete it, weave in ends on both, and block them before my sister arrives. Granted, there are a few days before she leaves again to give me leeway, but there is a wedding in there, and I think I'll have other things to do. The wedding planning, too, has gone mostly well, but not without hiccups. The last two weeks, our area has experienced our first COVID-19 outbreak, enough hemlock looper moths that it might as well be mothpocalypse, and some of the worst air quality in Canada due to forest fire smoke from the western seaboard of the United States being blown up this way. More event-related, a delivery of things I needed for the wedding went awry, though I did find adequate replacements locally last weekend. The side awning fell off of the reception venue. My eyelids got a little trashed after I attempted to remove magnetic eyeliner without the right makeup remover while I was testing my wedding makeup, and last night Hoshi scratched my chest, though not too deeply, and I think they'll be healed in time. Each time something happens, I keep trying to embrace the idea that everything will be fine, the wedding will be wonderful no matter what, Everyone will be safe and will have a great time and won't get COVID, since I've stocked up on hand sanitizer and masks for everyone. The days keep flowing by, things keep coming together, and now people have started to travel this way, so it seems all the more real that this will actually happen and will go well. I'm in the home stretch, both for the wedding and the mittens. And that leads me to reflect on the concept of finishing. Because I mostly take on big knitting and spinning projects, finishing is something that I do rarely enough I'm not used to it. 
Even these mittens, not necessarily the largest project in the universe, have taken me about a month. As much as I love the finished products, there's always a bit of sadness when a project is completed. I suppose that makes me a process knitter and spinner, someone who enjoys the journey enough that I don't necessarily rush through to the destination. But in both these cases, there's a deadline I have to meet. My sister will only be here for a short time, and if I want to present her with the finished mittens before she leaves, I have to knuckle down and get knitting. The wedding will be this Saturday, no matter moths or smoke or rain or purulator not being able to distinguish between my town and the one all the way across the Strait of Georgia. All journeys have a destination, and I am coming up on two of them this week. Rather than feel sad that these two journeys are coming up on completion, I think I need to reframe what finishing means to me. Seeing them as ends is not necessarily correct. By finishing the mittens, I give my sister a few more seasons of warm hands, and I can now focus on a different project. By getting married, Randy and I are starting a new chapter in our lives and are sharing a joyful day with people that we care about. These are merely milestones along the path, not ends of the journeys. If the process of knitting is ongoing and marked by milestones of finished project, each project becomes merely a step along the way. And the journey of our lives is reflected in the milestones we reach from when we were born to when we shuffle off the mortal coil. I am in the home stretch, but it's the home stretch to the next crossroads, the next choice to make, and the next step along the path that is my life. These are not things to be mourned as being over, but celebrated as accomplishments along the way. In a few days, I will give my sister mittens, and I will get married. And then I'll figure out what the next journey will be. Thanks for listening. This is By the Fiberside. Fiber Week. I'm really tired. It's been definitely an interesting month. I've had I've had some mental health setbacks, uh, which is not necessarily surprising. It's been a little stressful. And I've uh, started seeing a counselor, which uh, has been going really well. I've had two sessions with him, and and we're getting pretty deep, even in those two sessions, into stuff. And, and part of that is I've done a lot of prep work. You know, after my stress injury, I, I really got deep into my brain and started figuring things out. This is a bit more of a, the mind-body connection type of therapy, and that, I think, is something I really needed, was to, to be able to figure out um, the physicality of what's going on in my brain. And so that's helped a lot. Um, I'm finding, yes, you know, like when the Amazon order didn't show up and ended up in, you know, all the way across 14 kilometers of water, I melted down, obviously, but... I was able to sort of come out of that relatively quickly. And, uh, and yeah, I was able to sort of get through it. And 
I'm finding now that I'm actually excited about the wedding, whereas a couple weeks ago I I wasn't. I was just really stressed and all of that. So so that's been good. But I am still very tired, and I apologize for this episode coming out late and any other hiccups or whatever happens along the way of recording. So I submitted some class proposals for Fiber Week 2021, two half-day classes and one full-day class. And I'm I'm hoping that, you know, olds will accept those and, and I'll be able to go to Fiber Week next year. I'm kind of excited about the two classes too. I've I've piloted the one, uh, that's the woolen versus worsted. Um, however, that was just a lecture more than a, a class. So I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing that into a, a class setting and being able to help people with the actual mechanics and, and techniques and, and being able to help them practice that. So that'll be good. The other half day class is uh, one about yarn characteristics um, for fiber artists, for spinners, and, and how different choices along the way um, can impact the suitable end use of your yarn basically. So uh, this is based on a lecture that I did a few years ago. And so this will be specifically for, for spinners and, and, you know, taking them through the things to consider when you're trying to spin for a specific end use. And then the full day class is the introduction to plant fibers, which um, I was going to teach last weekend at Gibson's. Unfortunately, um, due to COVID that was canceled. So I'll be teaching it next year in September, but I've also proposed it to Olds College. So, so we'll see if they accept that. That'll be pretty interesting. I have been spinning a little, but mostly just for, mostly for fun. I haven't been getting into anything super technical or anything like that. I'm, I'm saving my brain power right now. Uh, I finished a lovely three true three ply blue face Leicester. Uh, the the wool was from Lynn Anderson of West Coast Color, and oh, I love it! It's great, and I'm going to be sending it off to Fiberworks Studio and Gallery, so it'll be for sale there probably next month. And I've also spun up a couple of bats as well from my stash. I've been I spun them woolen which was fun. I forget sometimes how restful it can be to spin woolen, you know, just letting the twist do its thing and, and, you know, working on the grist. The, the one bat worked well for that. It was pretty even, but, uh, the other one was not necessarily an art bat, but it had Corydale and then Rami and flax in it. So it was a little more difficult to spin, um, completely woolen whenever the flax sort of took over and the and the rami but uh, it turned out really nice and I'm, I'm very happy with it today i broke out a very a small bat that i got in a spinning box years and years and years ago it's very art though it's got like wool noils and string and you know, a bit of silk and wool, all kinds of stuff. So, so this one's going more worsted and I'm thinking about plying it with some crochet cotton that I have at, at work. 
or at the office um, because I think it will go well. I don't want to, you know, Andean ply this or chain ply it. I think I just want to let the, the art bat speak mostly for itself, but I do still want to take a bit of the twist out, but also secure in those little bits and bobs of, of things. So that's why I think plying with the crochet cotton will be the way to go. And I don't normally do this kind of thing. So this is an experiment for me. And, and, and so it, this is helping me figure out how things work together. So I'm looking forward to finishing that off. Probably won't happen before the wedding, but definitely will happen by the next episode. For obvious reasons, I haven't had much time for wheel maintenance. So my Lendrum and my Hansen are still sort of in hospital mode. I will get to them. I will likely be able to get to them, you know, this month because, uh, you know, things are starting after the wedding's done, I'll have a lot more time to think about things. Or maybe not a lot more time, but a little at least. And then I can start getting that all all figured out. But my uh, my Ashford traditional is still going well. I, you know, I have no problems with that traditional. It's, it's just a workhorse and it just does its thing. I'd even ordered a, a new um, flyer for it, the sliding hook flyer. And I still have to stain it at some point, but uh, for the three ply, I needed a bigger bobbin for the plying. And so I just threw it on there and it worked like nobody's business. So, so I do have, you know, a couple of wheels, uh, well, the one wheel certainly, and then uh, the little electric eel wheel nano, which I break out every once in a while. It's got a project on it. But yeah, I haven't had a lot of time to spin for obvious reasons. But let's get into level five. We're getting really close to the end. And this is a really, the next module we're going to talk about, module D5, is a good one. Because it's about spinning for specific end uses. And and that's kind of one of the classes that I propose to Fiber Week. So... So for level five, you have to spin three yarns for this. One is a yarn that's suitable for adult socks. One is a yarn suitable for warp, and the other is a yarn suitable for weft. And so once you've spun these three yarns, you create two swatches. One for the socks, which is either knitted or crocheted, and the other is the woven, so using the warp and the weft yarns. So... They don't give you a lot of direction here in in the books. And part of that is because by this point, the program expects that you know a lot of the characteristics of the different fibers and what makes something suitable or unsuitable for a particular end use. So you have to think about these things, you know, and, and this is this is where it takes you know, that, that knowledge piece. So what characteristics does a yarn have to have to be successful at that particular end use? So let's start with the first one, which is adult socks. We know as knitters that most sock yarn has something in it besides wool to give it strength. That can be silk, that can be nylon, uh, that can be, you know, a bast fiber, just something in there that will give it 
the added strength because it's going to take a lot of wear. So in level five, we start using man-made fibers, which includes the nylon. So for my adult sock yarn, it was 75% blue face lyster, which is a, a long wool, which again is, is soft, but also has a lot of strength because it's a long wool. And then 25% fake cashmere nylon, which is the type of nylon that we generally use in sock yarns. Because I know it's for socks, I also know I want it to have strength. So in this case, I, I did something true worsted. I combed, true, quote unquote true, I combed the blend uh, on my combs, took uh, each little bat off, split it again, combed it again, and that was what I used for my sock yarn. I did it as a three ply because I know that three plies are rounder and and are more suitable for sock yarn and you can also you know spin them a bit tighter your angle of twist is higher on a three ply than a two ply because simply because of the number of plies and that makes it harder wearing so all of these considerations um, took place when I was creating the sock yarn and I just pulled out my swatch and it's nice I would totally knit socks out of that yarn and then we come to the warp and the weft for the for the woven uh, piece. Now a warp has to be very strong, it has to be smooth, and probably not a ton of flexibility because it's going to be going through the the heddles and it needs to be able to, to take that. So in, in this case I chose to spin hemp. It was a two-ply and it, there was just that was all there was to it. So hemp is a very strong fiber it's a bast fiber and you know I, I probably could have sized it if I was going to do something uh, like a larger project but I, I didn't I just did this I think on a piece of cardboard somewhere and so that was the warp for the weft I used combed silk noil and the reason for this and what did I do with this one another yeah another two ply uh, spun woolen because it's noil, even though it's combed, that simply, it's still really short. So it's much more, um, it's, it's much more suitable to use spun woolen. And so this gave a really nice, smooth, well, not really smooth, but uh, shiny. That's the word I'm looking for. Shiny yarn that, you know, just had that, you know, nice character and a really nice hand. But because it's silk noil, spun woolen would not be suitable for the warp because it wouldn't be strong enough even though it's silk. Just because of the, the fiber length and the way it was spun. So you know, went through all of these, these things. What, what does a yarn need to be successful? And so these were the, the ones I came up with. These are not the only options. There are lots and lots of different ways. A cotton yarn, or maybe a three-ply spun very fine and very tight, would also be suitable for warp. I mean, people use cotton warps all the time. So, you know, you just have to look at the, the fibers you want to use and figure out the best way to make them work. Or not. Decide that they're not going to work for the end use that you want. So, yeah, so that's a bit about how to spin for specific end use, it, 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 it is. It's a lot of thinking about 
you know, what's going forward. And that's why it's so important that we experiment as spinners. Like, like I'm making this little art yarn thing and, and, or spinning this art bat and I'm going to apply it with, um, with crochet cotton and I'm going to see what happens to the yarn and, 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 you know, go, okay, if I do this, these are the end uses it's suitable for. And I've then done that experiment and I've figured that piece out or, or at least the first time. You know, if I try it again later, you know, have to see if that holds out. I mean, it's, it's a scientific method, right? You know, hypothesis, test it, retest it, retest it, retest it. But there's a lot of knowledge out there on the internet and with other spinners about what works and what doesn't. And take, take people up on that. Ask questions. Just, you know, we're a community. We're here to help each other. So that's module D5. Next time we'll talk about module D6, which is designer yarns by manipulation. This is mostly manipulating the twist and color and that kind of stuff. So yeah, we're getting really close to the end of level five. But yeah, next time, designer yarns. Fiber notes. Well, like I said in the essay, I am almost done the mittens, but I have been working almost exclusively on those for the last month. I just, between the all the contracts and the wedding planning and everything, I really just haven't had a lot of time to knit. So I'm, I'm kind of glad that I really focused on them because otherwise I wouldn't be where I'm at. So I've got about maybe 15 or 18 rows left on the thumb, the last thumb and then they're finished. So I should be able to get that done tomorrow, get them blocking tomorrow night, and then they'll hopefully be done. So that will be good. I'll be happy about that. We're gonna take a bit of a honeymoon. Um, it's not anything super planned. We're just gonna take the ferry over to Vancouver Island and, and then go north. I haven't been north in the north part of Vancouver Island since I was 10. So it's been a long time. I have very few memories. So it'll be fun to just kind of go up there and see what we're going to do. We're making no reservations. We're taking our tent. And yeah, we're just going to drive around for a little bit, a few days, and, and it'll be a nice little break. The, uh, the person who did the alterations on my wedding dress asked if we were going somewhere and I said, you know, I said what we were planning on doing and she's like, you know, it's, I think it's super important to do that because it's, it becomes sort of a, 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 a break, um, a, a before and after thing. So before you were not married and then you go away and, and then the after you kind of start again in a, in a new chapter. So that'll be fun. I'm not going to take anything but my travel spindle for spinning. And I'm thinking about only taking one knitting project with me. Because I always overpack my knitting. So it'll probably be the Water Lily Pond Socks by Becky Green. Just because they're easily transportable and easy to knit. I've got other projects which are not quite so easily transportable and not quite so easy to knit. 
I was thinking about the circumvolute hat, but I'm pretty far along on that, and I'm afraid if I take that one along, I'll finish it on like the second day and I'll be out of projects. So we'll we'll see what I take. And then when I get back, I can pick a, a project to focus on. And I'm thinking it's it's starting to get into fall and winter here. And so I'm thinking I should get back to the smooth sailing blanket. It's a queen size blanket. I'm knitting it out of Barocco Vintage, which is a 50-50 wool acrylic blend. I'd first used this for a sweater. It was not suitable for a sweater, but it's going to be great for a blanket. And I've got 14 skeins of this stuff balled up. So if I do finish this blanket, if I focus on it uh, when I, as my home project, That'll clear up a lot of space in my yarn dresser, which will be good. So I'm thinking about that. But yeah, I, I haven't had much of a chance to do, you know, the, the knitting and, and all of that this last month. So with the wedding out of the way and the mittens finished, I'll hopefully have a bit more time to do fiber arts. We'll see. I mean, I can't guarantee it because <laughs> I'm apparently just a busy person but I especially with you know mental health and and I know how much of an impact knitting and spinning and being able to do fiber arts has on has a positive impact on my mental health so it's something I need to prioritize and I am going to do that <music> By the wayside. So shockingly, I actually can report some progress on the accolade. Not a lot. I worked on it a couple of times over the last month, but I've definitely gotten uh, quite a bit further along on the backstitching on the princess's dress. Her, it's all coming together. I'm about to start with the gold. I hate gold thread, but yeah whatever. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty close to getting onto that. And I've been really saving that for last because I really dislike working with it. But yeah, it's, it's coming along. Not a, not a lot done. I'm not going to lie. It, it, I did a little bit, but it's better than nothing. And considering how many demands I've had on my time this last month, hey, I'm, I'll take it. So after the wedding, hopefully the weekends will be a little less full and hopefully the smoke will clear and I'll have some daylight and yeah, can get a little bit further on, on the accolade. I'm still thinking about what'll come next, even though I probably shouldn't yet. That's a little jumping the gun a little bit, but I have found a bunch of my other cross stitch and I think I will start working on maybe I'll start with something smaller I have a, a bookmark on the go although that's not exactly a by the wayside project it's only a few years old so we'll see but uh, accolade first definitely accolade first so yeah next month I'll I'm hoping to have a lot more progress to report
Thank you for joining me for episode 84. By the Fiberside is currently a monthly podcast, and I look forward to bringing you episode 85 on October 11th, 2020. Show notes for this episode can be found at www.bythefiberside.com. Join the discussion on Facebook or Ravelry. If you need to get in touch with me directly, you can email me at bythefiberside, that's F-I-B-R-E, at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. This is By the Fiberside.